Praise the Lord, church. Is there anybody happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Hallelujah. Can we stand to our feet? Hallelujah. We're so grateful, so thankful to be in the house of the Lord this morning. We had a busy weekend, but no better place to be on a Sunday morning than in the house of the Lord. Amen. How many know there is joy in the house of the Lord? How many know that freedom reigns in the house of the Lord? Hallelujah. We're going to start off our service with praise. Just need a couple of people to act like there's some joy in the house of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus. We bless your name, O oh God. There is no one like you, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah.
Why don't you put your hands together? Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
we give God the hand praise all over this place. He's worthy to be praised. I said he's worthy to be praised. He is worthy to be praised. He gets all the honor. He gets all the glory. He gets all the glory. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, God. Let's give God some man praise. All over this place. I give God a hand praise all over this place. Thank you, Jesus. We welcome you, Christ in the church. Well, Christ is our center focus. Amen. Amen. I want to just thank um, the move of the, the, what's the move mission, the, the, our, our, our youth service. Move the mission. That we had a fabulous time in the Lord. Amen. I want to thank the Haskers for their dedication, um, his preaching. Awesome. Amen. I want to give God praise for our, our bishop and his vision. Amen. For giving us a home. Amen. So that we can praise and worship God. Amen. When I see our young people on the front line. Amen. Come on now. I give God praise for that. I know that sometimes we, we take for granted and we get praised and we neglect our children. Amen. But when God moving in your children, amen, he can, it's, it's, it's an effect that it will have in your home, amen? So I give God praise for that. And I want you to keep my pastor and bishop in prayer in their travel. But I know that in the absence, God has had a, it's a move in this house, amen? And I also want to, before we pray, first of all, do we have any prayer requests? Any prayer requests? Any prayer requests? Amen. Look at the hands and, and I want you to remember that in your prayer. Amen. Also, I want to pray for Brother Crooks. He called and, um, and he's requested for prayer. Also want to pray for Sister Scarlett and her recovery. Amen. We got to pray for our soldiers. Amen. Amen. We need them strong and healthy. I also want to pray for my uh, good friend, Brother Scarlett, his, his, his brother, um, and uh, his family. I, um, I think his name is Lawrence. So keep him in prayer. Doreen and Lawrence. Keep them in prayer. Amen. And I want to pray for Brother Sharp. Okay? I want to pray for them. We pray that God will touch him and whatever he's going through. With his, with, let the, the Lord cover him. Amen. Amen. So in our prayer, can we hold hands? Is that a, if it's if it's if you can hold the your neighbor hand if it's convenient, hold their hand. Amen. Brother Tom, he said, okay. And in Jamaica, okay. Your son-in-law in Jamaica. Right. We want to keep him in prayer. Amen. Okay. He's in Jamaica. We want to remember that as well. Hold that hand if you can. It's appropriate. 
That's life that you're holding, amen? That's a soul that you're holding, amen? And sometimes we neglect to pray for one another, amen? Because we have power in this church, amen? We're different. We're distinguished. God can move. He moves because we have the Holy Ghost, amen? Sometimes we neglect that, the power that is in us, amen? I believe that this service is going to be, we already prepared the baptism pool. I believe that somebody is going in the water today. Amen. I believe that somebody is going to be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. So let's go before the Lord in prayer and intercede. I'm going to solicit your prayer today. We're going to reach up to heaven. Amen. We're going to demand and claim some things. Amen. God has your back. Amen. We have authority. Amen. And we got to act in some time in that authority. Amen. 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 Let's go before the Lord in prayer. Father, precious God that you are. Holy God that you are. Lord God, we come to you broken. Prosperated God. Lord God, forgive us for our trespasses, oh God. Prepare our hearts, oh God. For the move of the Holy Ghost. Whatever you want to do in this service, oh God. Get us out of the way, oh God. Cleanse us, Almighty God, from all iniquity. Forgive us, O God, for our shortcoming, Almighty God, our trespasses, O God. Forgive us, O God, for every thought, O God, that we have entertained that was not right and pleasing to thy sight. Forgive us, Almighty God, I pray, for the things that we have done, O God, knowingly and unknowingly, Almighty God. Lord God, put those things behind us once again. That the Holy Ghost will have his way, Almighty God. That the Holy Ghost will move in his service, O God. That the Holy Ghost will touch us, Almighty God. In the name of Jesus Christ, leave no one untouched, O God. Heal, O God. Deliver, O God. Set free, Almighty God. Whatever you see the need, God, I pray, God, that she, Almighty God, there will be a demonstration of the Holy Ghost in this place. That signs, that wonders will be done, Almighty God, in this house. Somebody will walk out of this place change. That somebody will walk out of this place healed. Somebody will walk out of this place delivered. Lord God, loose your people. Loose your people, oh God. Let the Spirit of God move in this place, move in our minds, move in our spirit. In the name of Jesus, activate, oh God, the Spirit of God. In the mighty name of Jesus, move, oh God. Move, oh God. Let the angels, oh God, be encamped around us right now, God. I'll find every spirit that is not of you. Leave this place. We take dominion over it right now. Let the Spirit of God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we love you. Hallelujah. Precious God that you are, move in this place. Fill in this place. Deliver in this place. Set free in this place. Whatever the stronghold is, God, loose us. In Jesus' name. Let's get God some hand praise all over this place. Hallelujah, Jesus. 
cornerstone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's love upon the Lord today. Let's love upon him right now. Hallelujah. You may came with burdens. You may be came with cares. This is the place where you can cast your cares upon the Lord. He careth for you. He's concerned about your future. He's concerned about your present. That's all what he matters because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Put your hands together in the presence of Almighty God. Hallelujah. While you're yet standing, can we go over as we do a customary welcome to home. Welcome home. This is your home for tennis court. At this time, let's all stand. Let's greet one another. Take some time to greet your neighbor. You haven't seen them all week. Just introduce yourself. Introduce your name, who you are. Maybe where you're from. Go ahead. Come out. You have the liberty to come out of your seat. Introduce a neighbor to our first-time guest. Come on. Introduce love upon somebody at this time as the musicians can play interlude-wise. Hallelujah. Yeah. Come on. Let's love upon our people, Christ in the church. Love upon the people of God. It's all about the family of the God. It's all about the family of God. By whom everything in heaven and in earth are named. It's in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I see you all introducing yourself. Uh-huh. Hope you get some names, get some names. Hug somebody. Say, it's glad to be here. Glad to see you in church today. Yeah. Ask them, how was their week? <laughs> Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Praise God. I'll give you four, a few more seconds. <laughs> Once we get to talking, we just can't stop. <laughs> that's the church. That's all we are. Hallelujah. So all we have is each other. As you go back to your seat, just put your hands together. Let's worship God even when you go back to your seat. We're excited to be in God's house one more week, one more time. Entering a new week. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. 
house has been addressed by our presence and by our acknowledgement of each other and greeting. Of course, I also want to honor the Holy Spirit, of course. He is the head of the church. We thank God for his presence. We thank God for those here and those who are watching. We give God thanks for those who are watching on our channel, Facebook, YouTube. We thank God for those who are part of our congregation. Come on, let's give our honor for those who are watching us around the world. Yes, we can do best better than that. Can we put our hands together for those who are watching around the world? Thank God for our pastor in his absence. Our bishop, God bless him and his wife. Can we put our hands together for our pastor and his wife and his family and those who are serving? We honor them. Praise God. And at this time, here we have we're going to honor our first time, second time, and third time guests. If you're your first, second, or third time, you can just indicate by standing while we give you a round of applause for coming home, coming to your church. If you want to stand, we want to acknowledge you at this time. Put your hands together for our first time. Come on, Christ Center Church. You know what we do. We put our hands together. We stand. We applaud. We shake their hands. Come on, those who are standing. Come on, get someone to shake their hands. Just say, welcome home. Welcome to the best place. The place where God has called you. Come on, shake them. Your neighbor's hand. Shake them and say, thank you for coming and worshiping us at Christ Center Church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God bless. God bless you all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, we're in worship, and we're going to continue in worship, because it is offering time. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for offering time. It is an act of worship, and we're going to continue in the flow of which we have been given. It's so good to be here. It's so good to be a part of the people of God, even though the weather is not great. But it's still an indication that God is still good and that we know that there's a there's a importance to rain. Rain symbolizes the favor of God, the blessings of God. There's so much significance when it comes to God putting things in order in creation and how he symbolizes it for our benefit. We understand that the weather may not be great, but when we see each other, it's even more special. Because it didn't have to be that. It didn't have to be like that. Some of us could be home. Some of us could be not here. Some of us could be actually preparing for their funeral, for their home going. But you're here one more time. And we give God honor and praise for his goodness and his love and mercy towards us. As we indicated, it is offering time in the house. Before we transition into our act of worship, we want to make some housekeeping acknowledgments. Of course, those who have been coming, and if it's your first time, if you need to use a refresher of a of the restroom, you know, it's a pointed unto us to acknowledge that we have places which you can get refreshments and get your needs met um, on the privacy of your area. We have our bathroom, which is to my right, your left, on the sign that says Men's Fellowship. Um, that should be the door that leads to our men's restroom. And the indication by the usher will stand there if you are lost. Sometimes it gets confusing where to go. Also, to our ladies, 
out there in our foyer next to our nursing home. If you need to use the restroom, you need some refreshment yourself, you can utilize those services as well. Amen? Amen. Can I get an amen here? Can I get a louder amen to that? All right now. All right, all right. Awesome. And we now will give unto the Lord. If we all stand in this awesome presence of God. If you need a tithe envelope, if you need a reach campaign envelope, our ushers are walking right now. They're giving them. They are yet giving uh, those things that which you need. Just look at our usher. They have a name tag that says usher. <laughs> okay? Hallelujah. They're here to serve you all. And we want you to follow the instructions of the ushers. They will lead from the front. All right? And they will dismiss you row by row. I know we had a, a systematic theme that we wanted to keep, and we want to keep that theme. So let the ushers lead you row by row so there's no kind of traffic. Even though it's good because you bump into people, you greet them and say praise the Lord, but we just want some little bit of order, okay? All right? And you'll leave from the exit to your right. So where the usher will indicate you where to come out, you will come from that position. All right? And wait until the usher lets you to come in, all right? Just to get some order, okay? Are we so excited to be in God's house today? Are we excited to be in God's house? Also, ways of giving. Look at the back screens. The ways of giving if you do not have cash on you. Ways of giving. There are four ways of giving. And our website, of course, our PayPal, our cash app, and to mail in, which is here, your home place, for Tennis Court. And those who are serving in that capacity, if you could just turn, look to the back real quick, everyone. Look to the back. If you're giving electronically. They've indicated by those stations of which they will give electronically. Our sister Haster, our sister Peyton, they are here to serve you, all right? Are we, are, are we excited to be in God's house today? All right. I know it's outside reflects sometimes how you feel like you wish you were in bed. Uh, trust me, it's been a long week, but God is good. It's been a long week, but God is wonderful. Let's pray unto the Lord that he will bless us and he will bless the furtherance of our service in our giving. Father, we thank you this time. We give you praise and honor for all that you've done. God, you're a good God. We thank you for all that you have given to us. Give it to us that we may give back to your kingdom. We pray that even though this is not enough to equate the wealth and the riches that you possess, for Lord God, they cannot be counted. Because if you were hungry, you wouldn't even tell us. If you were yet thirsty, you wouldn't let us allow you to be drunk. Because you are the God that supply all needs. You're all sufficient all-knowing. And I pray, God, those who are giving to your kingdom, I pray they give some hundred, some sixty, some, some thirty-fold. I pay it be pressed down, giving back to them. Good measure. I pray running over a blessing that men will give unto their bosom. I pray that everyone who should come and should give unto your service and their tithes and offering, that you increase and multiply them. I pray a miracle will happen this week for them. Let their faith rise in this moment. I pray in the name of Jesus. And we speak the word of faith, and we believe that, God, you're doing it in the midst of us, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Can we all say amen? Can we all say amen? We will also be led in worship by our musicians, in Jesus' name.
on, somebody put your hands together in this place. He took what the enemy meant for evil and he turned it for good. Is there anybody that can testify? Say he did the same for you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Can we stand to our feet one last time? Hallelujah. We bless your name, Jesus.
Hallelujah. Come on, all over the sanctuary. Let's just lift our hands one more time and worship the Lord this morning. It's all about Jesus this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. It's all about Jesus this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. One more time, let's just worship the Lord. Oh, we honor you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for what you've done for us. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We honor you, Lord. We glorify your name. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated just for a minute or two. Amen. Praise God. I want to take this time out to welcome everyone again. Amen. Echo the sentiments to everyone that is here. Amen. For the first, second, and third time. So glad that you're in the house of God this morning. Amen. And as many have said this morning, um, during the absence of our pastor this morning, we're here to praise and to magnify the Lord. And we're so glad that we sacrifice to be here in the midst of the weather condition that we have. Amen. A lot of us, you know, during this time of the year, whenever it's rain like this, we want to pull our blanket a little tighter. If we don't have to move, we won't move. If we don't have to get up, we won't get up. But you sacrifice to be here this morning. And God's going to bless you for your sacrifice for being here this morning. In the midst of everything, the Bible said, in all things we should give thanks. Amen. And we're so glad that we're part of uh, what's happening in the hours and the time that we're living in. Amen. This week, we just had our district conference this week. Uh, Friday and Saturday, we have our business meeting. And Saturday, Friday night, we have our service on Friday night. And man, we had a powerful service Friday night. Amen. And we have our special guest speaker, um, Reverend Rick Stopes, that's uh, from our headquarters official. He came by to officiate our business meeting. It was our speaker. Amen. And we're so honored that he was able to be with us Friday and Saturday. Amen. So at this time, I'm going to invite you all to stand at this time. Amen. One more time, I'm going to ask everyone if you can stand with us. I have the honor this morning. I'm going to invite Reverend Rick Stoops to come on, minister whatever the Lord has in store. Amen. His fire has gone way back. He has done a lot of things. He has gone a lot of places. He has seen a lot of things. And we're so glad that you're with us this morning to the minister of the word of God. I may the Lord continue to bless you richly in Jesus' name. Amen. Greetings in the name of Jesus. I have enjoyed so much your wonderful church this morning and the great praise team that you have. They have just done a great job, have they not? Praise God. It's my honor to be with you today. I come with an unusual message. I do not come just to preach you a sermon. I come with a word from the Lord. It is the will of God for somebody to be filled with the Holy Ghost this morning. Baptized in the name of Jesus. I give honor to your pastor and pastor's family. I know Brother Wyatt is not able to be with us because of a family that member that's ailing in Ontario. So if Pastor, if you're watching, we're thankful to have your friendship. 
and all of you that are here today, praise God. I'm going to go directly to the Word of the Lord, and I'm going to the book of Luke, chapter 12, and verse 16. Thank you for being such a wonderful group of people. And I trust that God will touch your heart with His Word. In Luke chapter 12, verse 16, I'm going to read a few verses. And He spake a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man wrought forth plentifully. And He thought within Himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruits. And he said, This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. And I will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said unto him, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? So is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. This morning I come with an unusual message, but it is for someone particularly. And I'm going to preach to you on this subject. The man who God called a fool. Would you lift up your voices with me and would you worship the Lord with me on this Lord's Day? I give you praise, Holy God. I thank you for this wonderful day. I thank you for the strength you give all of us and for the breath in our lungs and for the health in our bodies. I thank you for what you will do today. I bless your name. I ask that you hide me now in your presence. Lord, that they would see you. I give you praise and glory and honor. In Jesus' name, amen. If you will listen carefully, I will preach quickly. If you don't listen carefully, I will elaborate. With that understanding, you may be seated. Webster's Dictionary says that a fool is a person lacking in judgment or prudence. Commonly, we, we think of a fool as a person lacking in judgment. We think of a person who has no common sense. A person who is a fool, it is impossible to reason with him. An insurance company requested an explanation of an accident report previously filed 
by a man who had done a very foolish thing. I have a small part of his written explanation to the insurance company in front of me. He wrote, I am a bricklayer by trade. On the day of the accident, I was working alone on the roof of a new six-story building. When I completed my work, I found that I had some bricks left over, which when weighed later were found to be slightly in excess of 500 pounds. Rather than carry the bricks down by hand, I decided to lower them in a barrel by using a pulley, which was attached to the side of the building on the sixth floor. Securing the rope at ground level, I went up to the roof, swung the barrel out, and loaded the bricks into it. Then I hurried down and untied the rope, ensuring its slow descent. You will note in section 11 of the accident report form that I weigh, he said, 135 pounds. Due to my surprise at being jerked off the ground so suddenly, I lost my presence of mind and forgot to let go of the rope. Needless to say, I proceeded at a rapid rate up the side of the building. In the vicinity of the third floor, I met the barrel, which was now proceeding downward at an equally impressive speed. This explains, he said, the fractured skull, minor abrasions, and broken collarbone listed in section 3. Slowed only slightly, I continued my rapid ascent, not stopping until the fingers of my right hand were two knuckles deep into the pulley. Fortunately, by this time, I had regained my presence of mind and was able to hold tightly to the rope in spite of the pain. At approximately the same time, however, the barrel hit the ground, and the bottom fell out of the barrel. Now, without the weight of the bricks, the barrel now weighed approximately 50 pounds. I refer you again to my weight of 135 as you can imagine, I began a rapid descent down the side of the building in the vicinity of the third floor. I met the barrel coming up. This accounts for the two fractured ankles, broken teeth, and several lacerations to my legs and lower body. The encounter with the barrel slowed me down a bit and lessened my injuries when I fell onto the pile of bricks. Unfortunately, only three vertebrae were cracked. I'm sorry to report, however, as I lay there on the pile of bricks, in pain, unable to move, I again lost my presence of mind and let go of the rope. The Bible gives description of the thoughts and the words and the actions of the fool. 
In Psalm 14 and verse 1, the Bible says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. In Psalm 49 verse 10, the Bible says that the fool leaves their wealth to others. In Psalm 92 and verse 6, the Bible says a fool does not know and a fool does not understand. In Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 8, it says that a wise man will receive instruction, but a fool shall fall. Proverbs 10 and 18 says, he that uttereth slander is a fool. In Proverbs 12, it says the way of a fool is right in his own eyes. He's always right. Proverbs 20 says every fool will be meddling, which maybe you think I'm doing right now. Fools love to pick fights. It's so abundantly clear when someone else is acting like a fool. It's hard to understand when we are acting like a fool. It's a blind spot, it seems, in every person's mirror. But I want to take a look at this man that we read about in our text that God called a fool. He doesn't fit Webster's definition of a fool by far. The Bible says the ground of a certain rich man brought forth plentifully. This man was wealthy. His farm fields brought plentifully. And that means he worked his fields carefully and gave himself to the caring of his farm. Somebody from the city drove out, passed in a beautiful farm, saw the farmer standing out in one of the fields and he stopped and said, that's a beautiful farm that God gave you. And the farmer said, yes, but you should have seen it when God had it by himself. This man that God called a fool was a hard worker. You don't normally get, get wealthy by being a fool. This man that God called a fool was highly motivated. He was not lazy. They say that the reason that there's so much room at the top is the crowd at the bottom is waiting for the elevator to take them up. A hen is the only thing that can lay around and produce. You've heard an old adage, a fool and his money are easily pardoned. There's another one. A fool and his money are soon spotted. Those who earn wealth are usually highly motivated. And this man that God called a fool was highly motivated. He was a man of vision and forethought. The Bible says he thought within himself saying, What shall I do because I have no room where to bestow my fruits? This will I do. I will pull down my barns and build greater, and there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. It was not because of this. It was not because of his vision and forethought 
that he was called a fool. For the Bible says in Proverbs, where there is no vision, the people perish. The Bible applauds people who consider the future. It says things like, go to the ant, thou sluggard, and consider her ways, and be wise. So the Bible and the Lord God himself is in favor of people planning. God did not call the man in our Bible text a fool because he was wealthy, because he was motivated, because he was a man of vision, or because he was a planner. There may be some merit to the man being labeled a fool by God because of the next thing I will read. In Luke twelve nineteen, he said, And I will say to my soul, soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease, eat, drink, and be merry. You never retire from living for God. I want somebody to know this today. The breath that you breathe is in the palm of his hand. And he and he alone has ultimate control of our future. My phone rang. A man on the other end of the phone said, Pastor, I need some help with my rent. I was about to tell him, well, who doesn't? I get those kinds of calls all the time. But as I'm about to tell him, I, I can't do that because if I do that for you, I have to do it for them all. The Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, help him. So I said, yes, sir, I will help you with your rent. I'm going to ask you to do one thing. I will ask you that you will come to church this Sunday. You do not need to pay me back. I want you to come to church. He said, deal. I went downtown. I visited his landlord. I gave his landlord some money. On Sunday morning, I'm on the platform. We start at 10 a.m. I'm about to start the service when somebody walked quickly to the front and said, Pastor, there's somebody that just walked into the vestibule. He looked around and said, too many people for me. And he waved his hand and he walked back out. Instantly, I knew who that was. I hurried to the door. I opened the door and he had already managed to get about a block away. And he was walking down the, the shoulder of a major highway that goes in front of our church. I realized it was time to start, and so I went back, and we started the service. The next time I read his name was in the obituary column. I am preaching to someone today. I have come a long way to preach to you. I told you a funny story to make you relax. But I am preaching to somebody today that needs to take care of your spiritual soul. 
you need to do something about ensuring that you're ready to meet the Lord. Praise God. God said to this man, Thou fool, this night thy soul shall be required of thee. Then whose shall those things be which thou hast provided? God said to a certain person, You've lived the life of a fool. This very night your life will be taken and you're, who is going to own all of your toys? There's all kinds of evidence that this man that God called a fool was a person who the world would call a success. There is evidence that he was motivated, that he was not lazy. There is proof he was a man of vision and a man of forethought. And yet God said, you're a fool. Friend, I want to say something to somebody in this building today. Life is fleeting. Several weeks ago, we had a visitor that came to our men's prayer breakfast. And then he came over to the church, and at church we were having a a drama rehearsal for our Easter passion play. He enjoyed it. He was filled with the Holy Ghost. He was baptized in Jesus' name. No one knew that by 9 o'clock that night, he would be in eternity. No one knew that a car would come racing down his road and would be going so fast that it would go over a snowbank and enter his home on the second floor. And then fall and crush him as he sat in his easy chair. Life is fleeting. Go to now, you that say today or tomorrow we will go into such a city and continue there a year. And we're going to buy and sell and get gain. Whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appeareth for a little time and then vanishes away. For that you ought to say, if the Lord will, we shall live and do this or that. You see, at the end of the day, it will be what God says that really matters. The words of your peers will be meaningless. The glowing eulogies of your loved ones as they walk by will mean nothing. You will be studying the lips of the Lord to see what he says. And what you want him to say is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou has been faithful in a few things. Now I make you ruler over many. You see, the man that God called a fool, in spite of all his great work ethic, planning, motivation, vision, He had given no thought to eternity. He had his 401k. He had his good job. He had his family. But he never stopped to consider eternity. 
He could not grasp that the material riches that he had have absolutely zero value in eternity. Unbelievably, as smart as he was, he never understood the real measure of his wealth was what would be his in eternity. True riches are the riches you can take beyond the grave. I have never seen a hearse pulling a U-Haul. You came into this world naked, you'll leave this world naked. Only what you do for Christ will last. And because of this one glaring error, because of a philosophy of life that was good in so many ways and yet deficit in spiritual and eternal things, God sadly shook his head and said, Thou fool. And then listen to me carefully. I only get to preach to you once. I have to give an answer to God for what I'm saying today. I want you to hear me carefully. Do not be distracted. And then God placed a warning in the Scripture for all who would follow, giving the basis, the cause, the philosophy of life, the description of the man that God calls a fool. And it's in one sentence. It's in Luke chapter 12 and verse 21. And here's the sentence that God said decided, was a deciding factor why he called this man a fool. He said, and I quote him, so is he that layeth up treasure for himself and is not rich toward God. Jesus said this is how it would be with anyone who stores up things for himself but is not rich toward God. Yes, every man is a fool who gets rich on earth but not in heaven. It's okay to get rich on earth if you get rich in heaven. But it's not okay to get rich on earth and spend all your time amassing your fortune and taking care of your business while your soul is on its way to hell. That is not a good thing. In January 1848, you remember the story. The gold was discovered in a stream at a sawmill owned by John Sutter in California's Sacramento Valley. Word of this discovery of gold spread like wildfire. And you'll remember that by 1849, thousands of people were struck by gold fever. And the famous gold rush was on. They were spurred by visions of quick wealth. And the 49ers, they went across the country and they went to California. They mortgaged their, their land and they sold everything they had. And, and they, they took a, 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 a tremendous journey that was filled with danger. I've been out west and I've gone along uh, some of the places where there's still wagon ruts to this day. People heading west. Bunches of little graves of children and, and families and, and, and uh, because a lot of them would die by disease on the trip. 
But there were some who finally got out there. And this particular guy, he worked hard day and night. He secreted away a huge amount of gold. He went to the bank one morning and and he looked around to make sure nobody was watching. And he walked up to the bank teller and and he shoved a bag of gold uh, across the counter. And then the experienced teller took out his glass. He looked through the thick glass and he looked at him and he said two words that broke that man's heart. He said, fool's gold. It looks like gold, but it's not the real thing. He had lost everything in his life to get this, but it was only fool's gold. Worked hard day and night. Did everything he could. Only to have his heart broken when he stood before the banker. A substance that looked like gold, but it was a common mineral that smells bad when put to the fire. I was standing in a chapel. It was late in the evening. And a group of people, someone came to the chapel door and said, Is Rick Stoops here? I put my hand up. They said, You have a phone call. I walked down the hallway and I picked up the phone. They said, I regret to inform you that your father-in-law has fallen 20 feet from a swinging scaffold. He's fallen directly on his head on asphalt. He's not expected to survive. Get your wife and get to the hospital. In the middle of the night, my wife and I drove to this hospital in St. Louis, Missouri. And as we walked up the hallway to the intensive care unit, we were holding hands. And I'll never forget what I said to my wife. I said, honey, I'm so glad we've been living for God in the good times. But I'm really glad that we're living for God now. Hey, where are you going to turn when you come to your crisis? Where are you going to go when you have a situation? What are you going to do when your heart begins to falter? What are you going to do when your family's facing a crisis? I know what I did. My wife and I walked into that intensive care unit holding hands. My father-in-law... They had to cut a hole in the top of his skull. And his brain was sticking out beyond his skull. It was not a good sight to see. There was little hope. We walked up and we placed our hands on him and we prayed. Ladies and gentlemen, God healed him. Hey, I'm talking about the real gold. I'm talking about a Savior. I'm talking about living for God. I'm talking about being ready to walk on streets of gold. There is a legend. I would like to tell you. It's a very short one, but listen carefully. It's a legend about a rich merchant in Baghdad who sent his servant to the market. While 
his servant was at the marketplace, he was jostled by someone in the crowd. When he turned around, he saw a woman in a long black cloak, and he knew it was death. The servant ran home to his master and in a trembling voice told him about the encounter and how death had looked at him and made a threatening gesture. The servant begged his master to loan him a horse so he could ride to the city of Samara. Please let me go to Samara. I want to go to Samara. i got to get away. Death is chasing me. I've got to make my way to Samara. So the master agreed and the servant galloped away. Later the merchant went down to the marketplace and in the legend he saw death standing nearby. The merchant asked, Why did you make a threatening gesture to my servant and frighten him? That was not a frightening gesture, Death replied. It was just, I was startled to see him in Baghdad because I have an appointment with him tonight in Samara. It is appointed unto a man once to die, but after this, the judgment. I come here today to rescue somebody. I could have preached you a sermon that would have you all on your feet and rejoicing. And we could have just preached about all the people who have it together and everybody that's ready to meet the Lord. And we could have just... Just had a wonderful, happy time. But as I was in my room praying, God said, this is what I want you to preach. I've sent you to talk to somebody in this building. I I brought you a long way. You've come all the way from Augusta, Maine. And you could have been in your own service this morning. And you could have been in your own service tonight. But I have brought you because there's someone that I deeply care about. And I brought you to speak to that person. And today is the day that God is calling somebody. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Somebody God is calling today. He's calling you from something and for something. I pray to God. You never find out what it was that God is calling you from. Something coming that is so bad and so ominous and so horrible that Christ stretched his hands out and let his hands be nailed to a cross. He said, this is going to hurt, but that eternity for that person is going to be so bad. I will take the pain of the cross. And God is saving you for something. There's somebody in this building that God has a plan for your life. He wants your life to be successful. He wants your life to be blessed. He wants you to be protected. He wants you to live to be 102. 
He wants you to be ready for eternity. And I pray that you see, that you live to see what God is saving you for. I'm a man of God. I have to give you what God has spoken to me. I'm coming to a close, but I want you to understand something. It was on a Thursday night. I was directing a youth camp. We had a marvelous move of the Holy Spirit. Kids were coming down, lifting their hands. By the way, somebody's supposed to be renewed today. God just spoke that to my heart. Mm -hmm. Somebody that's got a background... It's time, the Lord said it's time to be refilled with the Holy Ghost. It was Thursday night, it was youth camp, and the kids were shouting and praising and worshiping God. What a wonderful time. Friday morning, we had a softball game, staff versus the campers. We took a bus and went over to a nice ball field. And we had a wonderful time. We come back on the bus, and as we're coming back to the bus, my God, I can still see it. When we came to a four-way intersection, there was a motorcycle lying on its side. There was somebody under a tarp. And there was a hearse sitting that it even called the ambulance. They called a hearse. The bus swung wide. The kids who had been laughing and talking and and now grew ominously silent. And we got to the campground and the bus driver opened the door and the kids filed off. It was just a short, maybe 30 minutes, an hour. A girl by the name of Samantha came walking up to me and said, Brother Stoops, Brother Stoops, and and she was weeping profusely. I said, what's wrong? She said, oh, I just found out who it was that was lying on the road back there. I said, who? She said, Brother Stoops, he sat next to me last night. In the service. When the Spirit of God was moving, he said to her, and I quote her, I'll never forget what she said. Brother Stoops, he told me, tell Brother Stoops I'll be back tomorrow night to get the Holy Ghost. But he didn't know that he had an appointment that he was not going to be able to dismiss. There he was in a Pentecostal service. God could have changed the trajectory of his future. God could have changed what was going to happen the next day. God was giving him a chance for eternal life. And he said, yes, I will do it, but I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it tomorrow night. 
He had no idea that he would not live to see the next night. I am preaching to somebody in this building right now that needs to say, God, here I am. I give myself to you. I give myself to you now. I cannot. I must not. I will not wait until tomorrow. Do you feel the wave of the Holy Ghost that's sweeping across this place right now? I tell somebody tonight, this is not your normal, typical Sunday. This is your escape opportunity. I tell somebody today, hear me when I tell you. I tell somebody now, hear me, last exit before toll. I'm telling somebody right now, last exit before toll. Do not take me lightly this morning. Please bow your heads. Please bow your head in respect to the Lord. This is going to be okay because you're going to make the right decision. You're going to escape what the enemy had planned. You're not going to be the victim of the enemy. But you are going to say, Lord, I'm coming home. I don't mean coming home as in dying. I mean, I'm coming home to get my heart and my spirit right with you. Lord, I'll be baptized in Jesus' name. Lord, I'll receive your Holy Spirit. Lord, I'll live for you and spare yourself the agony that Satan had planned Every head bowed and every eye closed to give everyone the privacy of the moment. But I feel this to be so urgent. I don't know if you're a first time, second time, or if you've been here many times. I don't know if you've never had the Holy Ghost or you had the Holy Ghost at one point and now you have grown cold in your walk with God. I don't know if you had planned to be in this service today or you didn't plan it but you ended up here anyhow. But whether you planned or not, God planned it. And before, before, you were, before you were born, God ordained that a preacher would come from Augusta, Maine and give you an opportunity that may not be available tomorrow. So while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, If you feel that God may be speaking to you, I want you to get up from your seat now. And I want you to make your way down to the front of this church. 
People are going to receive the Holy Ghost today. People are going to be renewed in the Holy Ghost today. People are going to be baptized in the name of Jesus today. You have to be bold enough to step forward. Please rise. Everyone rise to your feet. Please, 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 quickly. Folks are beginning to come. I'm so thankful. I I do not want anybody to be lost. I do not want anybody to experience what the enemy intends for you to experience. I do not want anybody to find out what God was trying to save you from. I want everybody that God's been talking to, there's still some more. You need to be a little bit bolder. If you knew what God knows, no one would have to ask you the second time. You'd be walking to the front and saying, God, here I am. I give my all to you. Fill me with your spirit. God, I've been very distracted. God, I've been very busy. Lord, I've had so much to do. I, I haven't given enough time to preparing myself for eternity. So here I am. Lord, I am preaching to somebody that's not necessarily a bad person. You've just been a very distracted person. And God is calling you today. Now let me ask you a question. How many of you would like for God to fill you with His Holy Spirit within the next five minutes? I'm asking you quickly. How many people would like for God to fill you with His Holy Spirit or renew you in His Holy Spirit in the next five minutes? How many would like that? I'm going to pray for you and God's going to set you free right now. By the authority of the name of Jesus of Nazareth, I command that the chains fall off of your heart and the chains fall off of your mind. I command that spirit of evil to get away from you in the name of Jesus and the Holy Ghost fall upon you right now in the mighty name of Jesus that the Holy Ghost fall. Are you ready? Lift your voices now and begin to praise the Lord. Praise Him with all of your heart. Praise Him with all of your might. Praise Him with all of your strength. Lift up your voice. Praise Him with your voice. Lord, I agree, my God. 
today. If you haven't been baptized in water, in the name of Jesus Christ. Two more. Two total. There's three. We have three now that want to be baptized. And people, God's doing a work here today. I don't care if this is your first time. if this is your first time to be in this church. doesn't matter. Now there's four that want to be baptized. I don't care if you came not even planning to get baptized. Just do it anyhow. Let God have His way in your life. Be not afraid. Do what God is telling you to do. And let God change the trajectory of your future. Somebody else still needs to say yes to God. I don't care how pretty you are, ma'am. I don't care how handsome you are, sir. You still need to go down in the water in the name of Jesus. Today. So we got four or five right now. I think there's still more. My God, I wouldn't want to be the person who says, I'll do it next week. Not me. I'm doing what God wants me to do now. So let God have His way. Anybody get the Holy Ghost this morning so far? Huh? This young lady here, she just got renewed in the Holy Ghost. I still see the Holy Ghost on her face. there's some others that also got the Holy Ghost. What do you know? There is a microphone. 
probably haven't heard a word I said until this came on. Did you hear me? So if you're not baptized in the name of Jesus, see one of these staff members. Get it done today. Do a Bible study about it next week, but do it today. You can learn about it as you go along, but you need to get it done. Receive the Holy Ghost today. God bless each and every one of you. I have delivered what I feel like God gave me to say. And I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to trust God that God is working it all out. Because when you say yes to God, that means no to the devil. Amen? Is there anybody here that wants to receive the Holy Ghost and hasn't received it yet? I'm not done if you're not done. God's still giving the Holy Ghost out. I prayed with one lady. She said, Brother Stoops, I haven't spoken in tongues since 1963. You got the Holy Ghost years ago. It's time to get an update. Well, you know, your computer has to update. God bless you. Come on, everybody, all over the sanctuary. Let's give the Lord another round of applause this morning, this afternoon. Hallelujah. Let's thank Him for what He's doing in the hour that we're living in. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus. Oh, what a mighty God. What a mighty God. We're going to invite you to stand with us at this time, if you can, if you're able to. Amen. There's a spirit of worship in this place this afternoon. So whatever you want to do, if you want to stay and continue to worship the Lord. Amen. Amen. If you want to make up, you have make up your mind and you want to get baptized today. If there's somebody else that want to get baptized today, Amen. We're gonna invite you to talk to one of us or one of the ministers. Amen. We can get you baptized today. Amen. The spirit of the Lord is in this place. Amen. I want to thank, Amen, Reverend um, Rick uh, Swoops this morning for ministering to us. Amen. So let's give the Lord another round of applause for the man of God this morning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's just bow our heads. Father God, we love you. Well, Lord God, we thank you for all the souls, oh God, that decide to get baptized in your name. We thank you for the men of God that bring forth your words this morning, oh God. Father God, we ask you, Lord God, to bless them. Keep them, Lord God. We ask you, Lord God, that you will dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. We ask you to keep us and guide us, oh God. Help us to make up in our minds to serve you, Lord God. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Now is the acceptable time. Now is when we need to give our life flown to you than never before. Dismiss us from this place, but never from your presence. Have your way, Lord God. We love you. We give you glory and honor. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. Greet everyone as you go. Give the Lord another round of applause. You're dismissing Jesus' name. Hallelujah.